There's this thing there that says play me. I'm not going to touch that thing. Ah! Ah! Oh, fine, fine. Hello, Mateo. It's Mikey's birthday. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> of spoilers. <laughs> this is Saw X Spoilers. This is Spoilers. Hey, everybody. I hope the game Welcome isn't trivia. Please, no. Uh, but like I said, it's Mikey's birthday. Everyone say happy birthday, Mikey. Do you have the soundboard with you? There we go. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> and to celebrate, we're doing the torture porn movie, Saw X. Uh, skeleton crew tonight. We got Corey and Mikey. Uh, opening question for you two. We'll go Isis to Weistis. How many Saw movies of the X have you seen? Roman numeral X10. What's your experience with the Saw franchise? Mikey? Birthday boy? Stabman? Pretty sure I've seen just about all of them. Uh, now, do I know the plot? What's going on? The timeline? Jigsaw's motivation to do any of this? No, not really. But I have pretty much seen all of them, I'm sure. And uh, I've even seen Spiral. Wasn't that good. But uh, I just keep watching them. I don't know why. I don't even really like them that much. But <laughs> when it's Halloween, it's, it's Saw. Spooky season for Saw. This is Pappy, Goshen, Indiana. I've only seen Saw 1 and this one, so I don't know what you're talking about. The continuity makes perfect sense. This is the second one. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lines up perfectly. I'm ready for Saw 3 now. Uh, so, yeah, not many Saw <laughs> movies under my belt. Corey? Uh, hi, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, Simi Valley, California, blah, blah, blah. I remember the first Saw movie when it was coming out, and I was like, this is going to be fucking cool. This is a cool concept. I remember watching the trailer. I think I had just graduated high school, and I was like, ready for Saw. And I saw the first one, and I liked it. It had some really cool shit in there. Um, and then I got into the years of my life where I was a drug addict. And I distinctly remember seeing Saw 2, but I was tripping the fuck out. <laughs> and like the movie was tripping me out, and it was like a really, I hesitate to say cool environment, but it was very, it was an interesting experience, I'll say that. I was all fucked up. I was watching something that was all fucked up. And it was just a memorable time. And there were some elements to that night that I won't go into here, but it was crazy. And then, you know, Saw 3, similarly, I remember seeing it really fucked up. And after that, it kind of fell off. So I'm not like a, a Saw expert, but I think I know the basics of Saw. I maintain that the first Saw is a good horror movie, and the rest of them are just torture porn bullshit. <laughs> I'll say this, though, with the exception of this one. Saw X, I think, is different, and we'll talk about that shortly. But also, Pappy, the Saw movies were coming out every year yeah. from 2004 to 2010. Every year was a Saw movie, and it was really crazy. I remember MTV back when they did a lot of reality show game shows. I think it was during a writer's strike. They had Scream Queens, where the winner gets to be in a Saw movie. And I remember watching some of that show, but I don't remember who won or if they got in a Saw movie. I'm sure they did. But yeah, Saw movies are uh, just kind of an interesting thing. I'll talk more about them a little bit later. The winner gets to play a game. <laughs> Basically, they get to be in a Saw movie. Also, Jigsaw, 
frowns upon drug addicts pretty pretty yeah. hardly. I, I guess in the first movie too, it's like I don't know if this is the most effective treatment. Jigsaw, like he could drive him to an NA meeting or something. You Dare know? was if... a big influence on <laughs> yeah Jigsaw as a child. Oh yeah. John Kramer sees a guy smoking a joint. And he has to like rip his fingernails out. <laughs> well, Jigsaw grew up in the Nancy Reagan era, you know? Yeah. He was very much influenced by that. I hear you like smoking roaches, so I put you in a tub <laughs> full of roaches. <laughs> Dude, you got to appreciate life. Nah. It, that's the thing. Is like, So Mikey said, hey, I'm seeing Saw, if any of you guys want to do a podcast. And Corey and I like to go to the movies. Um, but... Had this movie not had a pretty positive critical reception, I would have said there's no fucking way I'm going to see this movie because you're right. Same. (laughs) It's been every October for like, I mean, mean, 10 movies in 19 years. I think it's been, it's fucking ridiculous. It felt like the Chris Rock one just came out. Was it? That was like two years ago, I think. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know, like I said, a lot about the song. Is that a movie or just like a stand-up special called Spiral? (laughs) Where he talks about his porn addiction. That was a movie. (laughs) That was going to be about a dragon who eats a... Spiral, like you go to the theaters and like it opens up and you expect to see like behind the scenes, like putting on his jacket and like walking through all his like people. You know, like stand-up specials, they always start (laughs) the same. It's like walking through the crowd. And then at and, the end, it says, like, directed by Blah. And I'm like, that's all you directed. That right. behind the scenes shit. <laughs> hey, they got out minutes. of the taxi and walked into the theater. Right yeah. Like, <laughs> straighten their collar and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. The, the Saw movies, I, I like the first one, too, uh, as well. But this one is different, like you mentioned, Corey. First of all, it has the Mexico filter applied. Because we're in Mexico. I thought you were going to ease us into the Mexico filter, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm watching this movie. I didn't I didn't know anything about it. When the, when the poster came out, it was, I think it said like a trip through time or something. So people thought it was going to be like a time traveling saw movie. But it's really just a prequel set in Mexico. He's the greatest <laughs> engineer. He could create a time machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like out of a train, like Doc Brown and Back to the Future <laughs> 3. <laughs> out of a bear trap, like, you created a. Remember this, time, Amanda? Time <laughs> <laughs> Hang so on my, to life. <laughs> it's important, you know, or whatever he says. <laughs> Mikey, tell us about John Kramer. You've seen the most Saw movies. I knew that he died of cancer, but I feel like he's always in the trailers or like makes an appearance uh, in the later I, films. Yeah. And stuff. I, I couldn't tell you which movie he dies in, but I'm 90% sure he's dead now in the movies. Uh, he's had like cancer and brain injuries throughout like seven of the nine of the, of the movies. So it's hard to keep track, but he has been dealing with brain cancer. And so there's, like some sort of experimental treatment going on in Mexico from uh, like a, a Norwegian or Swedish woman who's who's running off to Mexico to perform these surgeries for people, for uh, lucky candidates. Uh, but it's all under the rugs type stuff, um, very experimental medicine. So it's not exactly legal by FDA standards or anything like that. So he's trying to get this treatment Kind of quietly, I guess. There's a miracle cancer cure, Pappy. Mm -hmm. Only a few people know about it. You got to pay them straight up. No insurance involved. It's because of the goddamn big pharma. Just won't allow them (laughs) to perform these miracles, you know? Those evil bastards. I like how he pays them half up front and half after the surgery is completed, too. But the fun thing about John Kramer is he's, he's fucking daydreaming about the pranks. That he's going to pull on people. Oh, my God. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Yeah. Do you tell us about the first uh, prank that he imagines, Corey? Uh, Because I feel like if they didn't have this, there'd be a long, substantial period of this movie until we got into, like, what is the heart of Saw? 
Yeah, there would be a pretty big lull in like what someone would expect from a Saw movie if we didn't get to see the, uh, as you put it, prank early on, right? Mm -hmm. He's in a hospital kind of just milling around as he has been doing since I was a literal child. Um, this man has had cancer <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting the good fight, man. He's, he is the cure for cancer. <laughs> yeah. Study this man. <laughs> but we're talking about John Kramer, you know, my second favorite man named Kramer. He has cancer. He's in a hospital and he sees a custodian. <laughs> <laughs> Jigsaw like bursts into a room. I'm out. <laughs> 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 he like puts the money on the table next to Amanda. <laughs> I jerked off on a body. I couldn't help it. Um, well, he sees a custodian like steal a sleeping man's belongings. Either the man is sleeping or in a coma or whatever. But he witnesses. He's not going to use it. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. So uh, he imagines what it would be like to put this man in a torture scenario where. He has to move a dial in order to release the switch that he's connected to to get out of this position, whatever it is. But the thing that's noteworthy about it is every time you turn the dial once, it pulls one of his fingers all the way back and breaks his fingers, right? Because it's like he's stealing things, so you got to break his fingers, right? Because I guess like the situations kind of got to fit the crime sometimes, but sometimes not. It's like, you know, depends on how creative he wants to be. He says something like, "So you have sticky fingers." <laughs> now we're gonna break them, bitch. Something Can I like smell that. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in no way equal to the crime. This is fucking insane. He's gonna suck a man's eyeballs out for stealing a dead man's watch. Yes, Junk. that's the penalty. It's like a Home Depot <laughs> vacuum that, hooked up you. to a hose. <laughs> if he doesn't pull, if he doesn't break all his own fingers, then his eyeballs get sucked out of his head. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know sometimes. You know, John Kramer here, Jigsaw, he will he will give you an easy out sometimes, and sometimes it's the most fucked up position you could possibly be in. For example, the first Saw movie, Amanda, who is featured in this movie, she has a prank. She's put in this headgear thing, and I remember this. This was pretty cool. It's going to, like, basically explode her head, but there's a key to it. She has a limited amount of time to find the key. How does she get to the key, you might wonder? Well... She has to go to another man who is drugged and can't move and cut it out of his stomach. That seems like an easy W, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's nothing to do with her. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't have to hurt herself. <laughs> it's like, I just got to cut it out of that motherfucker. Easy peasy. No wonder she survives. But it's, this is different because like once he gets into the pranks proper, they're not like all playing the same game. It's kind of like a one at a time type thing. Are the other Saw movies like that? Because I think I remember the first one, they're like all in the same room, like kind of cooperating, right? Isn't that part yeah, of it? Yeah, you're probably thinking of Saw 2 more than one. Mm. Number one is a very simple premise and that's why I like it. It's just like low key, low budget it's two guys that are in a room and they're chained to the wall and they have a saw and the only way you can get out is to saw off your leg. You saw off your leg and you can get out. That's it. It makes sense. Fucking easy. It's simple. Yeah, it's elegant. He got. I mean, I don't want to say an easy situation to be in, but like a very like basic premise, and it it's just the movie about two guys in this room, and then people investigating it. It'll go to them sometimes. That's kind of like what's nice about the first one. They went crazy with these fucking sequels, where it's just like insane collector style shit, right? There's also like how many characters throughout all of these movies now. So many different characters that leave and come back mm -hmm. multiple times throughout the franchise. But it's like when you're describing the first one, that setup time is 
five minutes. He's got to go to Home Depot, buy a chain, drug these guys, give them a saw. Like, he's in Mexico this whole time and sets up the most elaborate pranks, including like a radiation machine. Like we'll get into some. Oh, of them. he's got a, he's got a go bag for pranks. <laughs> oh dude. How much blood did he save up for the, uh, waterboarding thing? Where did he get that blood? Where was all that blood from? He had to kill 200 people just to make that one. <laughs> yeah, God. He killed that small Mexican village in order to pull off this prank. That's why no one was around. Right. <laughs> He killed the whole city. <laughs> it's a fair sense of justice. We're, we're joking around a lot. I do like this movie. I think this is a really good movie. I do too. Did the uh, yeah. I joked about it, but does the um, the Mexico filter bother you? Like I just kind of want to get that out of the way. Like I was shocked that they that they used it just because I, I was watching this movie. I, I jokingly thought in my head, "Oh, they're gonna go to Mexico. I wonder if it's gonna look like Mexico in every movie." And it does. Like maybe Saw is not above that, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you guys have any <laughs> thoughts on the, the look of, of the movie? The Mexico filter is obscene in this movie. <laughs> so I young. literally wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know why people do that. I mean, I guess just because everything is filmed in California. So, but I mean, California looks like Mexico right there. So I can vouch for that. I, I don't know why they feel the need to put the filter on. Wait, but California is yellow. Like when you walk around <laughs> to show the heat. Um, yeah, what, I mean, go ahead. The Mexico thing, like, it, it definitely struck me. I don't think most moviegoers, especially people that are fans of the Saw franchise, give a fuck. Yeah, they're there for the pranks, as as are we all. Uh, and the prankies, the the victims of the Saw torture let's let's talk about them a little bit mike you said that they uh are running a scam do you want to talk about maybe like the main lady who's behind the scam i don't even remember her name is this cecilia that is cecilia yeah yeah okay what's her yeah she's uh i i can't remember if it was like she actually is the daughter of this uh doctor doing all this experimental medicine and she's like doing a scam on the side on her own uh, or if she's just faking being this daughter. Uh, but she claims that she's the daughter of, of this famous doctor and she knows all the research and all this stuff and she has a team with her. But uh, they're all scammers and they've all got their own fucked up situations in their own lives like their drug drug dealers or doing drugs themselves or a prostitute or uh, some other fucked up or situation. Or a black guy. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> or a taxi driver in Mexico. Just, you know, just real fucked up situations for some of these people. Uh, but they're all working together uh, and they're just finding these clients. They're like black bagging them taking them to a separate location and then not performing any surgery. On, they're like knocking them out, not doing any surgery on them, taking their money and then just like kicking them out the door and then leaving the place before they can come back and ask any questions. Yeah. They have this most like elaborate fake surgery set up that you could imagine. And I don't mean like big scale, like in a hospital. I just mean like they have like everything covered, right? In terms of like what would come up and I think it kind of works because the woman who's running it, who's running this hustle, the charlatan Cecilia, her dad is actually a medical professional that works with ca cancer patients. So she like has all the info she would need to run this, I think. Like she knows all the things that like go into doing this 
legitimately, but she's doing it as a hustle. She knows how often like the tape recorder should go beep <laughs> as he's hooked up to it. Like everything's totally fake. Uh, the, also, what bothered me was the elaborate way by which Jigsaw gets to this fake medical facility. Not only is the cab driver in on it, but they hire like a fake cartel to like kidnap him. So the location is undisclosed, but he's able to go back there pretty easily. I, I wasn't sure what all that was about. Um, if you guys remember that. I don't know. He uses well, like a map and like, a compass and looks yeah. at a landmark and he's like, all right, I figured it out. Like, <laughs> It's just on the other side of the hill yeah. from the <laughs> landmark he sees. It's like, I don't know what he's doing all the math for. <laughs> the cab driver just drives him around in circles a few times. It's just right up the block. <laughs> uh, the cab driver gets the the first real prank of the movie. Um, and I think unlike the other Saw movies, we kind of just see John Kramer watching patiently. Um, this prank is a explosive that's hooked to his arm and he has to dig it out. And this guy ends up giving a bunch of information, some of which is revealed later in the movie, which I want to talk about the ending of the movie because it's fucking insane and wild, but we'll come back to that. Um, like we said, Jigsaw gets a fake operation. He's pissed. He begins his revenge tour, kidnaps the people. And, and Mikey, are you familiar? You said the the assistants, she was a victim in the first movie, right? She was like a drug addict in the first one. That's Amanda. And she's in the rest of them. She becomes Jigsaw. I don't, I don't know if she's in all of them, but she's in like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you. Is she like, Corey, you, Amanda does become like the apprentice and yeah. stuff. She's in many of them. She's a victim at yeah. first and she is converted through that process. She learns to appreciate life. The Church of Jigsaw. In the second movie, she is seemingly a victim again, but it turns out she's like the man on the inside. Uh, she does have to go through a lot of shit in the second one, but yeah, she is working for Jigsaw. She's like the, you know, Jigsaw's little sidekick. And this is like meant to take place back then. You know, if you look at like the, computers they're using and stuff i think he was using windows 2000 mm, nice touch yeah <laughs> so or it might have been xp with a windows 2000 ui applied to it but either way it's this is like takes place a long fucking time ago so you know it's kind of funny to see like <laughs> she's a lot older than she was in the first saw movie but uh yes she's she's like the apprentice the right hand well i mean like 20 years has passed um but I don't know, like having seen the first Saw five, six, eight years ago, and I finally got around to like getting into it, um, you know, Tobin Bell, I mean, I think it's believable, right? Like he's a cancer patient. I don't know if he looks, I mean, you look at pictures of him back then, like, yeah, he definitely looks older, but it's, I don't know if you would necessarily notice it. And I think that's what a lot of people are latching onto is that Jigsaw is the main character of this movie and he feels kind of justified right because he's like extracting revenge on people which is you know different than just trying to teach people a lesson yeah that's what's interesting about this movie is that they you know turned him into this like weird anti-hero and you know what you're kind of on his side <laughs> because the movie spends enough time with character development and going through his process. And he's just like an old man with cancer. Sure, he fantasizes about, you know, pranking some people, but he's not doing too much wrong. He's going to cancer support groups. And he has like one little bit of hope. And it turns out they were just fucking screwing him over to take his money. So you know what? You're on his side a little bit. Obviously, um, he's, he goes way too fucking far. Like if you're talking real world. <laughs> but in the context of this movie, I, I was kind of on his side. Mm. How does he find the energy to, to build all these traps despite having a brain riddled with cancer, just <laughs> absolutely flooded with cancer? No way he could possibly do this on just his own. Thank God for Amanda. It's the one thing keeping him going. It's his, it's his like, if he didn't have the it's pranks, purpose. it's like when Joe Paterno... <laughs> 
retired from coaching and died a week later. Like if he doesn't have pranks, he would yeah. instantly <laughs> yeah. kill over and die. What is life without pranks anyway, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's 52 minutes until this becomes the Saw movie that one would come to expect. We have all of these people who are involved in the fraudulent medical procedure chained up to various degrees in a room. Mikey, do you want to talk about the first woman who gets, uh, gets tested here, who gets to play the game? Uh, the first lady, I think it was uh, the prostitute. I can't remember what role she was playing in the scam. I think she was just a nurse or something. She is like strapped up to this device, like a, some sort of special saw that can cut through bone really easily is like wrapped around her neck. And her objective is to use another one of those saws to cut off her own leg and then fill like jam a, a suction hose into her bone and suck out bone marrow and fill up some thing uh some cup or vial or whatever yeah uh within like two minutes or something (laughs) which is like a totally impossible task it's like a really fucked up version of double dare right it's like you got (laughs) to do this whole elaborate thing and then fill the cup up to the top amount it's a physical challenge you know give do her a fucking favor and give her 10 minutes like give her one minute to at least cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my question why does he put a shot clock on it like does it really matter <laughs> he's just in the back dribbling a basketball going go yeah he's like doing the ref like counting like had like 10 seconds up the court like and that's i don't know it's kind of the worst case scenario if you try and complete the game and then you fail with like one second left it's like either just take your death or like succeed yeah you might as well yeah not Go through the business of chopping off your own leg. If I was her, I would just take the L for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, ah, this head slice thing's gonna be pretty clean. I'll just take this one, you know. Like she makes it a photo finish. It has to go to instant replay, but uh, Jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> he verifies that it was not in time. Fucking and, refs. Uh, she ends up just yeah. She she gets her head cut off, and then she just like flops on the ground. <laughs> and she did cut off her own leg, but. Also, Amanda's kind of like a troll during all of this. Like, she's a point of, like, almost like over the top, lighthearted, lovely in, in this movie. I think she says something at one point like, don't lose your head or you want to keep your head or something, which is such like a ridiculous joke to like throw in here. Um, well, she's only like 21 years old, Pappy. Clearly. Yeah. She's a kid. <laughs> In this time. <laughs> yeah. So forgive her for acting young. Sure. Yeah. You know what? She just wants to have fun. It's her first prank. She just she just got back from spring break. <laughs> she has the haircut of a medieval page boy, and it bothered me the whole time. What is with it? Did she rock that in any of the other movies? Not that I remember. Yes. I, I thought she had that haircut before, but it is like the absolute worst. It looks like she did it herself with fiskar scissors like <laughs> just looks terrible it's like that meme when someone says like where they're at the barber shop they're like what do you want and it's like just fuck me up as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> you just have a five-year-old go at your head she looks like timothy chalamet in the king like this exact same haircut okay the second guy i think he was the fake the fake surgeon and he wasn't supposed to be the second one to go but amanda kind of advocates for the other drug addict, like, you know, potentially sympathizing with her play. And the movie wants you to sympathize with her too, right? Like it's pretty clearly telegraphed that she's going to be one of the last people standing. And I thought she was going to make it to the end, but same. Cause like, it's like she has this whole like fake sexual assault scene and she survives and Amanda's advocating for her. But Corey, do you remember what happens to the second guy? His his prank is a little bit more intricate. Oh yeah, his his is fun. Who gets like the mask? Yeah. <laughs> so he he's like uh, you know strapped to a chair. You always got to be strapped down to something in these pranks, and he has to 
cut a chunk out of his skull and like fill up a cup with a certain amount of his brain. You got to cut out some of your brain and like fill up the cup to a certain amount. A basically impossible task, right? This fucking guy, like, <laughs> I, I get it. He wants revenge, but fuck, man. He's like, <laughs> he's really uh, not giving him much of a fighting chance here. <laughs> How does the scale know it's brain tissue that's being put in there? I feel like that could have been gamed a little bit. Like, can't you just cut off anything and put it in there? Would Would they really know? Jigsaw would know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Can't get past Jigsaw. You know what I like when they start to dole out the pranks? And I was waiting for this. I was like, I hope they have the little guy on the trike. I like that little guy. You know, he rolls out all slow and weird. Like, I don't know how, it's like an animatronic. I don't know how it's controlled. They never show like a remote control for it. They get it to like move to the right marks somehow every time. It's like a Jim Henson studio creation. This thing is a fucking (laughs) masterwork of puppetry. Evil Kermit. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the setup time for the rest of the pranks is like five minutes. Setting up the little tricycle guy is like five days. Just getting it exactly to go to the right Amanda, I need my little puppet on a bike. (laughs) Bring him to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) She like checks it like it's in her head. It's in the overhead (laughs) thing. So also, Cecilia, the main, the main baddie, the, the runner of the scam, this fake cancer treatment scam, she says that she realized that he was Jigsaw. So the legend of Jigsaw... Why would you fuck with this Yeah, guy? the legend of Jigsaw has grown, right? Like, it's some kind of, like, news event that, that's reached everywhere of who this guy is. Yeah, this is what I kind of never understood about the movies was, is he always in the same city just fucking with one town over and over and over again? And like, how big was the city? Cause it's kind of hard to tell because we're always confined to like warehouse, abandoned warehouse buildings and shit. But to hear that like Jigsaw is nationally known and like people gotta be on the lookout, keep one eye over your shoulder looking out for Jigsaw and I guess his plan is working because it seems like people are scared enough to act like (laughs) (laughs) there's enough fear in society that maybe people are acting better uh, towards each other. It's like in every Batman sequel where the city is starting to be cleaned up, just like the fear of Batman, you know, like commissioner Gordon (laughs) throws up the Jigsaw symbol in the air and, and people don't do the armed robbery just because of the fear of Jigsaw. Third, third prank. What's the the main girl's name, or or the the one who we thought would live? Do you guys remember? Gabriella. Gabriella, she's a drug. Oh, Gabriella. <laughs> she's a drug addict, and like I said, Amanda sympathizes with her. Hers is, you know, arguably the most unbelievable for me. To, like in terms of the setup, is that like a radiation machine that's being shot? At her head? Or is that just like heat? I don't know if I fully understood. A big hair dryer. <laughs> a blow dryer. I th- Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's called? like a plutonium ray. You know? Where it's did like... he get that? Is... <laughs> I don't, I... It's like a radiation, radiology machine. <laughs> That's how he got cancer, setting that fucking thing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just taking x-rays of people without a, the proper <laughs> equipment. <laughs> no, he, uh, safety off. Yeah, I mean, that, that thing, that's dangerous. Like, that, it's not safe for anyone in that room, including Amanda or him or anyone else nearby. That whole fucking little town's going to be Chernobyl. You can't just be blasting radiation like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, hers is, in many ways, I don't know. Maybe the, I feel like it took, he took it easier on her because there's not necessarily a time limit. It's just more about how long she can survive. And this hair dryer of plutonium starts to like fuck her face up. And Cecilia warns her, like, no, do your. Uh, she's got to break her arm and her leg to escape this like chain suspension that she's dangled in front of this thing in. And Cecilia kind of helps her at this point, um, you know, break your leg first, break your arm. She's able to make it out. Um, 
But while all this is happening, there's been a new player in the game. Corey, can you tell us a little bit about the the guy who shows up? Um, I don't think I wrote down his name either. Hoffman? I Parker. Think. Parker? Okay, Parker. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, classic Saw movie has, like, a lot of twists and turns along the way. I think Saw movies are, are known to have, like, twists at the end that take you by surprise. And I don't think it's necessarily a crutch, but it's just, like, kind of, like, part of the formula of these movies. And one of those twists comes in the form of Parker, who is seemingly another victim of this scam that got a medical procedure that was actually bullshit and he's come back to this facility to collect his money uh, but it turns out he is actually in on this scam right he just pretends to be a guy that was getting the surgery and he's actually dating dating or married to cecilia they're together so you know he shows up and he is captured and they like show him like oh look we're extracting our revenge on these people um, of course, you know, things go sideways and he gets out and then we get to see Jigsaw himself, um, John Kramer. He gets connected to one of his traps eventually. So he is now being tortured, but it's not just him. There's a little fucking kid they involve. And yeah. I think it's a good move in the story to do this, to really get you on the side of this psychotic man, John Kramer, because... He's not the only one connected to this particular death trap. There's also like a 10-year-old boy as well. Just some innocent little kid that just like kicks around a soccer ball at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because it's a prequel, right? So we know John Kramer lives, but at least there's a little bit of tension in well, this little kid who, you know, we see John Kramer bonding with. They learn the word pole together. Uh, you know, will this kid make it? By the way, this kid is fucked up for life after seeing yeah. what he's seen. This kid is the next Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> the next Amanda. Which wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if they started like moving this franchise to Mexico. Like There's like a, a new franchise of Jigsaw set up south of the border. I could I could totally see it. Um, I, I don't know if I've told this story before on pod. In college, I we did waterboarding one time for fun. <laughs> for fun? <laughs> yeah. We took turns um, waterboarding. I think one thing that's missing here is that like, usually when you waterboard someone, you have like a towel over their face. And that's what creates the drowning. Suction. Yeah, drowning yeah. sensation. Now, I'm not saying having blood, <laughs> gallons and gallons of blood poured into your face wouldn't be traumatic, but I, I don't know. This feels very survivable. Right, like, just breathe through your nose. Like, why? Why are their mouths open the whole time while this is happening? I don't. I don't understand. John's like, don't worry. I I know exactly how much blood is in this thing. <laughs> we can survive if we just breathe properly. He's like, I was gonna do this tonight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't even part of the pranks. That was just uh, for yeah. fun. That was a special like, stash. Why Why are there two uh, beds on this prank? And he's like, oh, me and Amanda <laughs> yeah, were going to do this when we were finished. Just kind <laughs> of wrap up the night. Weirdly sexual <laughs> prank. It's kind of how I like to close out one of these sessions with a little blood <laughs> waterboarding. Blood play. The um, The foresight, right, to know that... Cecilia's husband Parker would not only show up but then to prank the control room with a separate prank was that just a backup prank he's the best <laughs> he's always thinking so think of how many pranks he had that we didn't even see Pappy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got some that didn't do, didn't even fire off. They were just precautionary pranks. Contingency pranks on contingency pranks all over this place. I think that's one of the things you have to like um, suspend your disbelief in 
on this movie and this franchise as a whole is like how these things get set up and how the planning goes. Right, yeah, you just have to kind of take this guy at like a Batman level. Like he is so fucking good at planning this stuff that he is aware kind of of what will happen. And if it doesn't go that way, he probably has another one set up just in case. Like at the end of this, he's like, damn, I really wish I got to use the vacuum eye suction thing. <laughs> yeah. I had a great idea going with that one. I've been one. thinking about that one for days. <laughs> <laughs> He goes back to Home Depot and returns like three shot packs <laughs> and a bunch of like PVC just, pipe. Just asking, asking uh, the employees there like the weirdest stuff about their morality, like how good of a person they are, <laughs> just so you can find a new victim. Oh, but how much blood do you think this thing could hold? <laughs> asking like the teenagers that work there, like, um, when's the last time you smoked weed? <laughs> How much would you say you love life on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, that's that's pretty much the Saw movie. Like we said, they uh, Cecilia and Parker get pranked in a kind of a gas chamber prank. As does she survive? Mm. Yeah, she survives. So like, is that just not explained what happens to her? Like, cause does. Jigsaw just let her go? Yeah. I don't see any. I mean, she's going to have to get out of there. Like, they just leave her. But, yeah, I mean, that's the idea. She she did the uh, deed of, like, killing the other guy so that she survives. Therefore, she well, like, gets she to live. She didn't care about that guy. <laughs> she didn't care about him at all, really. She seems so uh, fine with uh, ki- bashing him or whatever to kill him so she could survive. I don't know. It seemed like she didn't really pay any sort of price. I was very confused yeah. about that part. I mean, we all know Jigsaw from the Saw movies, but in this movie, she is the true villain. Like, she is not just a scammer that takes advantage of, like, old people that have cancer, which is bad enough. And, you know, everyone knows someone who had cancer and can kind of, like, see how fucked up that is if someone actually did that. But she's just willing to kill a kid just to fuck with John Kramer. She's like, I just want to wa- see you like suffer because you witnessed the death of an innocent child. She is fucked up. So like, it's nice to see that like John Kramer wins the day, which is a weird thing to say about a Saw movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you expect. Like I said, the whole movie was telegraphing that Gabriella will be the one to make it out. She just gets her like throat face stomped in. You know, and then the worst person, Cecilia. Well, which doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even make a lot of sense. She passes the test by being a horrible person. The The test is there's only room for one person to stick their head through like an air hole in this gas chamber. Whoever's the more fucked up person gets to survive. It's kind of like, yeah. I don't know perverse to what John Kramer is trying to like teach these people but the little kid we should mention gets all of the fake cancer treatment money to fund his own pranking down the line like it's a good prank scholarship that he's been set up with this is for engineering school (laughs) use it wisely (laughs) there's also a post credit scene which I did not stick around for did either of you guys see that yes yeah what what happens i missed it totally well the guy he ran into getting coffee uh the guy who said this was his battle wound or whatever he had like stage four pancreatic cancer or whatever he was also in on the scam he never had cancer uh and john kramer finds him and hooks up like I don't know what this thing is. Uh, like, it looks like Freddy Krueger's hand, exactly. but automated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like right on his belly. And it's just like going crazy. It hasn't started cutting him up yet or anything, but it's like, it's just going to tear into him. Uh, so, and then it just like cuts to black. So he might survive? Like, what does he have to do? I mean, if this thing goes one, I mean, if one of these things, 
goes into his belly, it's like slicing him all the way up his chest. Like it's, it looked like a Freddy Krueger claw. And it was just like moving its fingers on his whole, like across his whole body. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty so cool I'd, visual, but they don't really explain that one, Pappy. We just kind of see him set up and we see the mechanism start. So we don't really know like what the rules are with him. What they're doing here is like closing the book on the people that set John up, right? So he was the one that initiated John into like contacting them in the first place. And I'm glad they did that because I was wondering about him the whole time. I was like, was that fucking guy in on it? He had to have been. Like he, yeah, otherwise, what, did he like just die of pancreatic cancer a few <laughs> days later? Like you thought he was cured? Yeah. I don't, all right. Well, I, I'm glad you guys come up and at least. Do you guys have any uh, final thoughts for Saw X? Anything we didn't talk about? Uh, my final thought is that it's amazing to me that this whole series of movies goes back to Mad Max. I don't know if you guys remember the first Mad Max. It's not a great Mad Max entry, really, the first one, but... At the end of Mad Max, Max like handcuffs a guy to a car that's about to explode, and then he hands him a saw. And he tells him like, you can cut your arm off and escape, or you can stay here and die. And like, that really is the basis for a saw. That's the first saw movie, but with two people. And you know, the guy goes, oh, you're, you're mad, you're bloody mad. And like, that's where Mad Max comes from, like that very ending of that movie. <laughs> But it's incredible to me that that created this whole franchise of movies. Blows my fucking mind. And I don't think a lot of people even really remember that that's the case. Is Saw back? Has this reinvigorated the franchise, this entry? Because like I said, people seem to love it. It's very highly rated. Probably. It's definitely better than Spiral. Did you see that, Corey? No, I, I heard it was really bad. Yeah, it was really dumb. I heard that Spiral has like a flashback scene, right? It's like chris rock and he's like you know chris rock's age whatever he is 50 mm -hmm. i don't know how old chris rock is but like there's a flashback scene of him being a teenager and they just like slapped mm -hmm. a backwards hat on him but like it's yeah. just chris rock wearing <laughs> a backwards hat and it's like this hey, is they did he was that with teenager. tobin bell too what do you mean they did that with john kramer in a movie as well <laughs> slap a backwards hat on him and 50 years younger Hello, fellow kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, you know, and it seems like such a big do-over, right? Because you, you kill off John Kramer in whatever it is, the second, third movie. I think it's like three, they take him out. But it's like, this is... But he shows up in every one. Right. But he's like one of the best parts of, like, and like they bring him back and now this is like the most highly rated one. It's the most about him uh, in recent memory. So let's do a yes or no. I'll go first. This is a soft no. I just don't like this shit. Like, it's just too much. I just can't. It's a fine film. It's very okay. I think I gave the first Saw like two and a half stars on Letterboxd. I think I gave this one like two and a half stars on Letterboxd. I, I just don't like to see the pranks. I just don't. It's just too much gore. I don't like the way it makes me feel after I watched the movies. Um, I, I would say this is not total shit by any means. This is actually like a pretty fine movie where especially John Kramer, Jigsaw's motivations are super clear and the audience is very empathetic with him. But I was not able to suspend my disbelief on the contingency pranks on contingency pranks that are set up in the end. And I found myself being very confused and almost willing to click on those YouTube videos of like ending of saw X explained to be able to understand what happened there. So I'm going to give it a very soft no, but I feel like the franchise is reinvigorated. And if they want to do a time travel saw, I'm probably fucking on board. That sounds pretty cool. Like an ancient, uh, time you saw. I, I would be in for that. Um, keep going west to east. Corey? Yeah, this is Corey, and I'm going to give this one a yes. I would ordinarily 
scoff at the Saw movies because they're just torture porn bullshit. And, you know, there's different, like, subgenres of horror in this particular category of, like, torture porn horror is, like, owned by the Saw movies. But this one is more character-driven than torture porn-driven, and I think it benefits for it. We get to spend time with these people in a bigger way than we do in any previous Saw movie, to my recollect. And I think it worked really well. You know, I liked the idea of making him the anti-hero in this one. You know, it, it, like I said, it's it's too far, but at the same time, you're not totally against what he's doing because he was wronged. And I, I think that works pretty well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a yes for me. A couple of small notes that I probably should have said in final thoughts. Um, there's like a funny but really bad line from the actual villain of this movie, Cecilia. She like gets, you know, the uh, she gets the drop on John Kramer and they connect him to the machine. And she says, I got a new game for you. It's called We Live, You Die, Fuck You. <laughs> I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> got him. He's like, that's not a game at all. Uh, I liked seeing the little guy on the trike. That little dude is cute, you know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Something about that guy just wheeling up. Like, you gotta laugh at it, right? Like, if even if you're chained up or whatever, you see that little guy wheel up, you laugh. <laughs> you're like, how the fuck does that work? Are you controlling that? You're, there's nothing in your hands. How is he doing this on his own? On like, what are the mechanics of this thing here? <laughs> like, do you have a guy? Do you have a robotics guy that makes these little things and he? goes up to the mark is it magnets like what's going on with this i like that a lot um what else i think that's all i got yeah it's a yes for me oh yeah the very beginning the twisted pictures production logo is the corniest fucking production logo i've ever seen for <laughs> any movie it's just that's so try call. hard twisted <laughs> but yeah that's it all right last but not least birthday boy Mikey. Oh, Saw X. Hmm. I think I'll have to... This is a tough one because there are so many bad Saw movies and this is, in the grand scheme of things, a good Saw movie. I just don't think Saw movies are for me. So I want to say also a very soft no. But like Pap said, I do think the franchise is back. I think uh, they're. It's unfortunate that they killed John Kramer because he's like the best part of these movies. So I don't know how they could find another way to bring that character back. But yeah, it was like the most. Like Corey said, the most time we got to spend time with the victims, so we actually know why uh, they've been chosen to play this game. And it's not just like jigsaw saying you took a shit in a public bathroom and you didn't flush so now you're strapped up to a, <laughs> a, a rocket or something you didn't return <laughs> but, your shopping cart <laughs> yeah so we get to see why these people are uh how they've fucked over john kramer and it feels like it's actually worthy of the pranks he's doing so i think it's a much more co coherent much more a much smaller story being told here. It's kind of one-off in its plot. Um, I, yeah, I think it's good uh, in relation to other Saw movies, but I yeah, I I watch all the Saw movies just one-off, just because it's spooky movie time. So that's like I'm gonna I'm gonna see the Saw movies. Uh, now, am I gonna love them? No. Uh, so I don't think this is a yes for me. And I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but it's certainly one of the top three Saw movies of the like 11 that have been made. So <laughs> it's uh, up there. I think there you got to like the first Saw movie, at least to appreciate this. Like if you literally don't like any Saw movie, this is not going to be the one for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's some of the praise is that people are comparing it to like the nine movies that came before. You're like, you know, for a Saw movie, it's actually got a story. <laughs> it's a pretty low. Yeah. Low they actually bar. develop characters. <laughs> yeah. They actually apply the Mexico filter. But Mikey, no. so, since it's your birthday, we don't have to play a trivia. 
if you don't want to. But I think you should toss it to Spoiler Man. And if you have a hot take, feel free to throw it in there. Yeah. Ooh. Do you have trivia? I, Do you have something ready to go? I have a super, super, super quick one no. if you want it. Corey, let's let's do trivia. Okay. As a let's... birthday gift to you, I will not rage quit. All right. <laughs> I asked chat GPT, and it took several prompts to get it to give me a final answer. Also, I was playing around with Dolly, and I was sending Mikey. Uh, I typed in Jigsaw Cute Birthday. And he was not a fan of those. And, and, I, and honestly, fuck Dolly 3, because I've gotten like blocked three times because I keep typing in Viggo Mortensen with a giant penis, <laughs> Aragorn with a huge erection, and it won't give me. <laughs> no. Garfield pregnant. Yeah. Draw the line. It won't give me what I'm looking for. But ChatGPT <laughs> did give me a total number of saws that exist. Now, like I said, it, it, it took several prompts. I kept having to say, give me a number. Give me one number, please. And it finally gave me a number. So according to ChatGPT, how many different kinds of saws are there? This is obviously in no way accurate. Or This is not the number of saw movies? No, no, no. Different types of saws. Different um, types of saw movies? You, you know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was taking X, it as X. the tool. <laughs> but, uh, Corey, I'll let you go first. Different types of saws. Got the torture porn. <laughs> uh, 200. Okay, Mikey? 100. ChatGPT said there are 65 different kinds of saws, which seems 65 saws. insanely inaccurate. But Mikey, you are the winner. So go ahead and toss it to Spoiler Man. Celebrate your birthday. If you're listening on uh, Spotify, leave Mikey a happy birthday comment. And then what do you think about the episode? Uh, 33 Christ-like figure of the podcast. Mikey, take it away. Jesus here. All right. So... Jesus here. What should we do for Jesus here? Uh, gonna have to get arrested at some point this year. Uh, gonna have to really fuck up my life. That's just what you do on your 33rd birthday. So, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody 33 and just diving headfirst into the gutter right there with you, <laughs> brother. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was a good birthday. Uh, glad to spend it here at the end of it here potting with you guys talking about saw um hot take uh uh you know what just bring john kramer back one more time just don't even explain how he's alive just have him just be in one new saw movie next year just bring him back hot take uh take it away spoiler man Special thank you to our patrons, Druid King. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Brother Brian. The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaws. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open. Matt Troll. Think of it like a reverse bear trap. Nick. I want to play a game. The Meg. So far in what could loosely be called your life, you've made a living watching others. Nurse Stacy. If you do not locate the key in time, the mask will close. PK! Think of it like a Venus flytrap. The Wolf. <laughs> I want to play a game. The rules are simple. Barky 420. All you have to do is sit here and talk to me. Listen to me. Spencer. We haven't been properly introduced. Gale. 
I want to play a game. This game will take place in a room not much bigger than the room you've spent most of your life in. A prison cell. <gasps> Swole. I want to play a game. Up until now, you have spent your life among the dead, piecing together their final moments. You're good at this because you, like them, are also dead. Dead. On the inside. Cheese-zombie! The device you are wearing is hooked into your ribcage. By the time this tape is finished, you will have one minute to find a way out. At the end of that minute, you should know better than anyone what happens then. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilerspodcast. I want to play a game. The rules of the game are simple. Consequences for breaking them are great. Death. <laughs> Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. The device that you're wearing is linked to my heart rate monitor. The second that heart rate monitor flatlines, or you move out of range, an explosion will go off in that collar. Your life and my life will end simultaneously. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. I want to play a game. That was spoilers.